something a little different. You ready? If you guys don't know, everybody knows Anne-Marie, but maybe not everybody knows who I am. I'm the other half of Anne-Marie. <laughs> Um, so what we thought we would do tonight is we would just, we didn't prepare much for tonight. Um, we're just share what's on our, you have to be right in it, share what's on uh, our hearts. Um, and we want to talk about something that we have always placed at a, probably the primary spot uh, in kingdom life. And one of the things that um, we've always held really the highest value for, and that is relationships. Because, and it's really, if you think about it, it's the New Testament of Jesus, right? Relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all God, but that relationship together, the relationship that we have with Him. Um, you know, in the, in, in the New Covenant, Jesus is, God is not far away. He is, he is here with us. He speaks to us. So we're in relationship with Him. And he gives us what we need, you know, heaven to, heaven to earth. And then, of course, how we take what God is doing in our lives and we interact with people. That's the working out of relationship. When, when God moves on this earth, he's really moving in our lives through relationship with one another. And um, relationships can get complicated. They're messy. And they can get messy. And so I thought it would be fun tonight if Amory and I just kind of spent some time talking about our relationship. You're probably going to get to see a little more of us than you haven't seen before. You're going to get to see how we roll. How we roll. Um, how we roll with other people in relationships in our life. Um, we have some relationships that we have had uh, very tight relationships for a long, long period of time. And um, One of the things that some people might not know, some, some of the newer people might not know, is that Jeff... Jeff and I started the church with Kelly and Joey um, almost, gosh, almost 10 years ago. And, um, and some people not, might not be aware of that. And, and one of the reasons that we started the church together was because we, we've been friends for 30 years. And we knew that as friends, in addition to being close friends, like family, um, we also knew that we were called together. We've been doing ministry together for years. There was something larger than ourselves that we were connected to, in addition to the four of us being connected and our kids and, and other people too, other people in our community gathered. But just so you know, kind of our history with that. Right. And so um, that's been obviously a primary relationship in our, in our life. And as we've, as we've moved into leading a church together, that's placed um, a greater emphasis, greater weight on us in our relationship. And so we just want to kind of talk to you about our experience with relationships, our experience, not just, not just relationship with Kelly and Joey. We have relationships, you know, with each other. This is my primary relationship right here. And so, yeah. So, you know, how do we, how do we do that? How have we grown together? I think since the day Emory and I got married, um, 28 years ago, almost, the nature of our relationship has transformed tremendously. I know I can speak for the growth in my life um, through this relationship. He's a crier, in case crier. you don't know. There will be tears. Get used Ho hopefully to it. there will not be any strangling, but there will be, there will be tears. It, we have, we've grown a lot together. And I think one of the things that prompted us to want to talk about this is, you know, we hear, we, there's a lot of talk about family. There's a lot of talk about family in the church, right? And there's, and I think too, when people come into kingdom life, there, there's so many close relationships within, in this body. I think sometimes when you first come in, it can be a little bit like, well, where am I, who are my people going to be? Like, where am I going to connect? Because we don't have programs that connect you to people. We don't, there's not connecting going on from the outside in, and we do that intentionally because we really believe in the importance of connecting from the inside out. Does that make sense? And that's why we don't have those things. As, and it's scary to do that because building relationship requires vulnerability. Building relationship requires you making yourself vulnerable to another person. And it may mean 
kind of cruising around a little bit and introducing yourself and spending some time with some people to find out who your people are within a family, right? Because sometimes I think we, we come in, we bring a lot of brokenness into the church, right? We bring our own family histories, we bring our family baggage, and we all have concepts and constructs of what family means to us. And not all of that's healthy. And so when we're coming out of sometimes out of brokenness, then we come into the church and we're like, great, I'm going to have a family. And it's going to, and, and our, sometimes our expectations are so high that we get so disappointed, right? We get so disappointed because we're like, okay, I never had a dad. So here's a guy who's going to be like a dad to me. And then he disappoints you or a mom. And Honestly, it's, got, it's gotten to the point, even in our, in our own family with one another and with our children, the messiest places have been the most beautiful places. The places where we have disappointed each other or had expectations or where we're making assumptions of each other and getting to wrestle through all of that stuff. The wrestle is what is bringing strength. The wrestle is what is, is working the character of God in us. The wrestle is actually, it's the messy that we're getting set free in. And it's, it's not just the fact that I've discovered a place where I'm loved and all of that's beautiful. Unconditional love. But we're all learning how to do that. So when we connect ourselves to a body, I think that it's important that we, and this, we, were, we were standing around, the, the way this whole thing came about is we were driving to my daughter's graduation. And we started having this conversation in the car. And, and then we're having it again the other night because we so believe in family. We so believe in the power of family because the word says that this is the family, the family of God, the father in heaven is the name after which every family has been named, right? That's what it says. And so if our, we're all a, a big giant family, but working that out and figuring out what that looks like and how we move together and what those relationships are like is, yeah, is the rub. Because I think family is a term that you can throw around pretty loosely. Um, and, I, and I totally agree with Anne Marie that, that there is a broad family that we all fall under. And then there's, you know, relationships in your life that are real family. You have your real family. You know, your mom, your dad, your kids, your grandparents, all of that. And then you have your friend relationships, which I call family. Mm -hmm. You know, I call Kelly and Joy family because mm -hmm. we have, we've been through the mess together. The, and it's not just mess, it's great times. But we've also had to work, work on our relationship. I mean, our marriage is family. It's the, it's the tightest part of family we have. And we've, really worked, we've really, we've worked at it. I think that's the part that doesn't get talked about a lot. The work part doesn't get talked about. I know that sometimes there have been people that share, have shared with us, well, we see your relationship with Kelly and Joey and y'all are so happy and it's, you laugh and you guys are so close. And they didn't see all of the work. They didn't see all of the, all the wrestle underneath that 30 years. It, we spent, we stayed in it together. We've stayed in it, just like in our marriage. We're not going anywhere. And that's sometimes what happens in the churches. Well, you can pick up and leave, right? If somebody hurts you, if you don't like what somebody said to you, if they're not treating you the way you want to be treated or long to be treated, you can pick up and check out and go find another family. Well, in your biological family, you don't have that option. You can. And I, and I will say this, we talked about this this morning too. There are times, and I know that I've had lots of conversations with lots of you in this body. There, there are times when, fam, when our biological family, the family that we come from, we come from abusive situations, we come from unhealthy situations, and it's important that we learn to have boundaries, right? We're not saying stay in an abusive relationship, and that's true even in the kingdom. In, in a church family, you're not going to be BFFs with everybody, and you're not going to have that, that wrestle, stay in a relationship with everybody, but you will have it with people to a different degree. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think what I've, what I've seen and what I hear about a lot of times are relationships, especially in friend relationships, where a group finds each other and they're excited. They've got something that, that 
and they're doing life together and everything's wonderful and great and everybody's um, on the same page and then something will happen. Someone will offend the other one or hurt the other one or there'll be miscommunication that takes place or something happens in that relationship and okay, so it w- five minutes ago you were in this relationship forever and and now suddenly you're 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 ready to pack your bag. So what changed, you know? And um, for us, I think in, in in our relationships, we had to come to a place where, where I I really have to look at myself in in relationships because it's very easy for me um, to misinterpret a, someone or form assumptions about someone. You know, where I have an assumption of what someone who's even very close to me, I begin to form an assumption of, of, of why they did what they did, why they said what they said, how it affected me. And so I can, I can kind of, my, my way of dealing th- with things a lot of times is because I'm not a confrontational person, I will pull away. I will kind of go dark on you. And so I've gone dark in relationships. I've gone quiet where... You know, I just kind of pull my heart back in these, in these relationships. It doesn't mean that I'm not with you, but I, I'm not giving you all of who I am, which is bringing strength to that relationship. Now I'm just bringing a partial part of me into that relationship. And so what I find so many times is, is when I go to that person and I lay myself out there and I say, this is, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not throwing an accusation, but I'm just saying this is how I feel from what happened in, in whatever the situation was, I find so many times that my assumption, I've misread so big mm-hmm. that I've misread their heart more than anything. And that always breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. But it takes that risk of going and, and entering into the confrontation and actually revealing yourself and vul- making yourself vulnerable and saying, I'm hurt. Can we talk about that? This is, this is how I felt when you said this or when you, when you did this, this is how I felt. That's hard to do that sometimes. You're making yourself vulnerable. And, and that's, that's hard to do. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes we, we won't, some people won't do it. They, refi- they will not go back. They just said, this is what happened. I can't enter into that again. So, and you miss such an opportunity you miss such an opportunity to grow. You miss such an opportunity to heal. It's through these kinds of relationships where my heart has healed. It's through these kinds of relationships where I've really seen the nature and the character of God, where I get set free, where I begin to see my own walls. Like he said, it, it, I see my own stuff. You know, Anna, Anna said it really well one time um, when she was talking about conflict and confrontation. Mm-hmm. She said something that, that really stuck with me because I, I don't like conflict. Um, I love relationship, but I have a hard time, um, I have a hard time confronting things that are hard for me. And, but Anna said something one time that I thought was, that was really, really powerful. She said that, it, I'm right, I wrote it down. She says, by not going to a friend or a loved one in a place of healthy confrontation, I'm actually placing a greater value on my comfort than I am in, in the value of our relationship. I was like, wow, you know, that kind of stings because, and that's really true. And I found over and over and over again, when I have gone to someone and said, listen, I feel like, I feel like we're not in a good place. I feel like I'm misreading what you did, said, whatever it is. Let's just talk about that. Every single time I find we can work through it. Mm-hmm. And most oftentimes I've misread what, they, what their heart was. Yeah, that's really true. And, the, and the, the truth also is that most of the time what is keeping me from doing that, what I'm protecting is really false self. It's what I've built it's this idea of myself, what I think I need to protect, who I think I need to be, what I think I need. 
And that's what the false self does. The false self protects. It thinks it has to hold. It thinks it has to control to, to make things fit somehow. I'm going to get what I think I need. And in a relationship, we will do that. And I'll, st- I'll stamp my foot and say, nope, I'm not wrong. Why am I doing that? Why am I not even willing to say, okay, I, I understand that that's, how, that that's how you feel. Maybe I can't see myself right now, but I'm willing to lean in. Because the part of me that's saying, nope, I'm right. That's what I learned in my relationship with him. You know, when we would, when we would get into it, I realized how protective of myself I was. And the same things apply. We, have, we talk about marriage, and then we talk about other relationships, but really the same stuff applies. Because it's my same heart, it's the same stuff, right? It's just two individuals coming in together. The nature of our relationship is different. There are other facets to it. But as far as communication and how we are with one another and that emotional vulnerability, it's really, it's so worth the risk. Um, those of you that are married know that you have disagreements, you know, you have fights about things, right? And so, um, I see things in a completely different way than she sees things. You know, I tend to look at, you know, the whole world seems to be looking at this red cup from this direction. And for whatever reason, weird Jeff is on the backside looking at it from this direction. And there's value in that point of view. There's yes. value in that, that way of seeing. But oftentimes we'll, we'll get into something because we can't see the way we're seeing. And she gets frustrated with me because she can't see the way that I do. And usually it's, it's she's frustrated with me because of the way I see things. Because, I, it's, I'm, you know... So anyway, are those the times when I'm yelling at you going, speak English? Yeah, she'll say, speak English. And so what happens is I get, what, what happens? I get defensive. I get defensive. I start building a case and I start thinking about all the witnesses that will come testify for me <laughs> to, to, to help make my case, right? To, to prove that the weird way that Jeff sees this is actually the right way. And that does not resolve what we're working on together. So what I have been forced to learn to do is, and I use, I, it's like to me, I, I, I tell her all the time, it's like playing tennis. I will jump on over the net into her side of the court and do my best to see how the situation we're in, how she sees it how it affects her, how it causes her to think and feel. And then it gives me perspective to go, okay, wow. Now I, I can see more of you in this conflict, which helps me see more of me in this conflict, right? And I don't think that it's weakness on my part that I have jumped the fence to her side of the, of the tennis court to gain perspective on what she needs and and, and what she sees and feels, I actually think it's strength. I think it's strength Absolutely to say, strength. I'm, willing to, I'm willing to go and be with you in this, on your side. That, that's, it, it's absolutely strength. And it's like what I was, I was telling you earlier today, that your ability to do that, the way, because you so, you carry the Father's heart and you're tapped into the Father's heart, that's such a picture me because I'm just slightly stubborn and and but your your willingness has been such a demonstration to me of that it is such strength it's such kindness and it's such and it's taught me even in other relationships your your ability to to kind of just just stop and dial down and say I want to come over there and see how you feel and and so I've taken that into into other relationships because usually this, the closest relationship is the hardest relationship to do that, right? So often because of all the expectations we have. We have such high expectations of each other. And we just let our hair down. And we're, we'll say stuff and do stuff that we might not do with somebody else, but we do with one another. And that's been a really, that, that thing right there has been a really powerful 
that and I think the great revelation that took place early in our marriage, which was, um, I think, for, for the first few years, because we're so different, there was frustration that we didn't see things the same way. And so it was almost like we were competing with each other to some degree. And, and, and then when we finally kind of came to this revelation of, wait a minute, this person is completely different than me. I'm not competing. We're actually complementing one another. We're stronger together than we are individually. And um, because her strengths far outweigh, you know, her strengths cover my weaknesses, and my weaknesses cover her strengths. So together, we're much more powerful. Your strengths cover my weakness. Is that what it said? No. No, that's okay, but that's what you meant. You know what I mean. It's the same thing. But that also, that also brings up, and I know we're, we're talking within the context of our relationship, but that also brings up something that I think is really important. Um, I was listening to this song a couple of days ago. It's on the new Hillsong United album, and it's called As You Find Me. And I was thinking about that in relationship. Like, can I love you as I find you? Can I love you as I find you? with all my expectations about relationship and, and church and all the things that everything's supposed to be, can I love you right where you are now? And can you love me right where I am now? That's really powerful when we can let go of some of those things and be able to, to really love and accept someone really right, right where they are. And I spent so much time with Jeff, and I've even, I even find that I've done it in other relationships and catch myself expecting them to be like me, to see like me, to feel like me, to have the same experience as me. And, and so then I have a hard time understanding because they're not like me and doing what he's talking about doing and, and appreciating some for actually who they are and realizing that that's, that's the gift. That's the thing when, we, when you look at the relationship between with us and Kelly and Joey, all four of us are very different. We have a lot of similarities, but we are very different. And that ability to learn to walk and move together through life with all of those differences, we've learned so much from each other. And there's been so much learning and laying down and in... And in forgiving. Yeah. You know, when you talk about acceptance, right? What's the activator of acceptance? Well, it's forgiveness. And, and that's the key to, to the whole thing of accepting someone is, am I willing to forgive you for how the judgments I've made, the assumptions I've made for, you know, things that I put on you? Well, well the thing too about, and I mentioned it earlier, the thing about, like we said, marriage is, well, neither one of us can go anywhere, right? We committed in the very beginning that, that we were gonna stay in it. And um, with, with other relationships, particularly relationships in the church, meh, maybe I'll stay in it, maybe I won't stay in it. But I look back at, at particularly this relationship and even some other relationships in life that there is something bigger than ourselves that keeps us. The relationship is just not about what we can do for each other, right? These relate, my eternal kingdom relationships, I'm not just in those relationships because of what those people can do for me. Because we have fun and they're wise and they could have some great qualities. But when it gets hard or, or there's a conflict or a disagreement or something that we're not seeing eye to eye, I'm reminded that there's something bigger holding us together. And there's something bigger at stake because the whole purpose is what Jesus says in John, that the world would know by seeing how we love each other, that the world would know by seeing that we're loving each other like the Father and the Son love each other. And that takes commitment. It takes commitment and it takes hanging in and working at things and not running away fast. 
If you're going to run away, just come back. Because sometimes, I used to want to run one away all the time. First year, we were, no, not first year, but like a few, a few. News to me. A, no, no, remember? No, remember? I would go, I'm going over to my parents' house. This is ridiculous. I'm going over to my parents' house. Because they lived like right down the street. And he would be like, no, you're not going to your parents' house. You're going to stay right here and we're going to work it out. And I'd be like, oh, I'm throwing a tantrum because I'm all feisty and getting all mad. And he'd be stay all calm. Be like, no, you're not going anywhere. We're going to stay and we're going to work it out. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I hope you all have friends. I hope you all have people in your life. Even if it's not the other person, someone outside you going, go back in there. Go back in there. Go back in there. Go talk. Tell them how you feel. Don't, you don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid of someone as feisty like me. I know what some of you think of me. I promise I'm really nice. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, and you be that for someone. You be that for someone who says, you can go back in there. Go back to the table. Maybe it didn't work the first time when you tried to work it out, but go back to the table. There's something bigger at stake. There's, there's someone bigger holding you together. And if you remember that, it's not, you're, it's not just dependent upon you. You're not just dependent on your own resources to be in relationship. Holy Spirit is always in the middle of it. Holy Spirit is always in the middle of it. And maybe, maybe sometimes Holy Spirit is talking to someone next to you. Maybe Holy Spirit's talking to you in the, through the person who actually you got the prob with. So I think that's an important reminder that all of this is, is not just about us. It's wonderful. And you hear us talk a lot about, about growing and being set free and, and all of that stuff. All of that's necessary. But the reason it's necessary is that the kingdom of God would be established in the earth through a whole people, through sons and daughters. And so the whole point of getting free is that we can live free as sons and daughters in relationship with the Father and with one another as brothers and sisters, that heaven would, would really be alive in the earth. And heaven's alive in relationships. So it's worth it. It's worth finding your people. It is worth wrestling. It's worth, and, and I also encourage you to be okay with messy. You know, we talk about that even on the worship team. We're okay with messy in worship because we're growing. We want to be real, living people who are worshipers of God, and we're growing, which means we're learning, and there's got to be space for that. And so like Jeff said, to have forgiveness, so there's space for us together to be able to go, God, I was such a butt. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I didn't even see that. I didn't see that you needed that from me, and I didn't give it to you. You were having a hard time, and I didn't even see it, and I'm so sorry. And talk about it. And being able to go to someone and say, you know what? I was in, I was in a hole last week. I was in a hole, and I didn't hear from you one time. And it made me feel really sad because I really would have loved to have heard from you. You know what I mean? That's the kind of, we learn. Then I learn what is it in me? What is it in me that's getting triggered when you're talking to me? You know, all those little, all those things are so valuable. Because I think it's, I think it's valuable to have people in your life that will actually speak truth to you. You know, that will speak hard, hard truth to you. That will help you get unstuck. Because sometimes we get, we get in a place and a pattern in our lives where we're not operating in our best and we can't see that because it's us that's doing it. And so to have valuable relationships in your life that will come to you and say, hey, Jeff, this is what I see that's going on. That person, for me to really value that, I need to know that person really loves me. And I need to have equity in our relationship so that when I hear him say or her say that to me, 
there's, there's weight on it. And I can say, okay, well, if you're saying that to me, then, then, um, then I, I hear you. You know, one of the hardest, like I said, I, I have a hard time with, with, with confronting folks on stuff. And years ago, I had a, a relationship with, with a guy who was a, good, was a friend. And, and we would go to lunch, and we would talk about where he was in his life. And he was stuck, and he was stuck, and he was stuck. And he was going around the same mountain around and around and around, over and over again. And over the long course of time, you know, I, was, I hung in there with him, and I hung in there with him, and I hung in there with him. And one day, I just, I finally told him, I said, listen, I'm going to lunch with so-and-so, and I just don't think I'm going to be really showing him love or doing him a service as a friend if I don't kind of go to the next level with him and kind of tell him what I see. And so... I had a really hard conversation with him, and I came home from that conversation, and I just sobbed. I felt horrible, but it changed, it changed a, a direction in his life. He actually sort of went, wow, okay, um, and then he took that to God. It's not, like, it's not like I fixed anything, you know. To me, wisdom is not having all the, not having all the answers. To me, wisdom is helping you go find your own answers, you know, points you in a direction that says, hey, this is, this is what I see that's going on, and as a good friend, let me encourage you to get with God and really find those, that truth, those true answers. And so um, that seemed to be what, what happened, and it, it, it was awesome, you know, but it was hard. Well, I, th- I think it was such a, a, such a, a huge demonstration of such a radical shift in someone's life when you did confront in that way i think you've been you've been able to do that more quickly now having seen that you know having seen how important that confrontation was to hear that and that he heard it and it's it's made a difference to have those have those confrontations i think too when you when you know that you're moving in love and you're not moving in fear Love and fear, it's so important to know where you are with that in any given moment, you know? Because I know when I'm in fear, in a, I know when I'm in fear with us in a conversation when I'm protecting, and I know when I'm in love. And I, and I can recognize when I'm in fear, because out of fear comes anger, out of fear comes control. Um, but can I move into love? Can I, can I look at why I'm in fear? Can I recognize when I'm in fear and say, what am I afraid of? What is this about? And then what does it take for me to shift into love and make sure that I'm in a place of love with you? It changes everything because fear jacks everything up. It jacks with our perspective. It, it, it jacks with what we're seeing and how we respond. And if I, can, if I can make sure that I am in love, I'm locked, in, I'm locked into love, that really changes the course in relationship, for sure. And that shift for me is, is honor. The shift for me is, okay, um, I'm created in the image of God. It's crazy, but we're all created just look when you look in the mirror you're looking at the face of god that's mind blowing yet we're all created unique and different but we're all created with the face of god and so when i first when i come to that revelation that i'm wholly loved and that god loves me and sees me exactly how he sees himself well, that moves me into a place of being a son and not an orphan. And so then I, I take that posture and I approach my relationships with honor, which says, God also sees you that way. God sees you. That's the lens that I'm looking at you in my relationships. You may have hurt me. You may have disappointed me. But I still see God on you. I see the promise of God in your life, I see the potential of God in your life, what God has created you to, to do and be, and that's the place that, that I, I come to you with. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and that includes boundaries too. So I mean, good. we were talking about boundaries. You know, we, we have circles in our life, right, that get, you, you've got your really close relationships, really tight, family, friends, you know, that you would take a bullet for. And then it's like ripples in, in the water. They just, you've got relationships that expand out from there that include different sets of boundaries with, within those relationships. I can't be everything to everybody. And I would never, I would tell you, you can't be everything yeah. to everybody. But in all relationships, whether they're close or distance, honor is a key, That's so good. which is I see you how God sees you. And I'm approach you with, with the same level of love, respect, and, and the glow in your face is the glow of God. That's really good. Even when I don't understand you. It's true. Even if I don't understand you, I may not understand you, but I recognize God in you. And you're valuable and you have value. And to keep that posture, to keep that that heart posture and that honor there, even when we're frustrated, even when we don't understand. You know, and I love the way Danny Silk talks about it. He talks about keeping your love on, keep it on, keep it turned on. But sometimes we have to go through a process to be able to stay there with ourselves, to look at what's standing in the way of me being able to keep my love on. But that's, that's really such a, that's such a good point of, of seeing someone the way God, and knowing that they are a son and a daughter of God, and so worth, so worth it, so worth my attention, so worth my heart turned towards you, you know, no matter where you fall in them. Now, if, if God loves this person that much, why can't I see them the same way, you know, and, and that's hard. It's not hard because of them. It's hard because of us and the junk inside of us that we've got to get cleared out. And, and that's, you know, that process is a process of honor. It's a process of, of, of love going forward. Where I turn towards you in relationship, even when it's difficult or even when I don't understand, versus turning away from you. And I'm willing to make the effort because I know God loves you that much. You're worth the effort. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Because there's going to come time we were talking to about, you know, different seasons of our life where, you know, like when you're, you're young and you don't have any kids. And so you can go and run around it when, like when Kelly and Joey and the four of us, we didn't have kids. Well, we could run around and do everything. Well, then Kelly got pregnant, <laughs> had a baby and, and it changed the dynamic, right? When you start having kids or somebody gets a, a different job or the demands on their life change and there's, there are different factors that can enter your life where stuff starts to shift and then you got to figure out how to be with each other. And all your guy friends get married, and suddenly now there's a there's another person in this relationship, you know. Yeah. And they and have kids, and the dynamics, like she's saying, the dynamics change. And how are you going to stay in there, in this relationship, when the dynamics have shifted? Are you just going to walk away because it's not like it used to be? Yeah, or I don't like that girl. He married. Seriously, it's like, well, I don't like that girl. He married. Well, can you hang in it and try to figure it out? You know, there's, there's all of that stuff. It's, it's really worth it. It's really, really worth it because that's how the kingdom is getting worked out. He is working himself in, in his, his likeness. He's uncovering his likeness in us all the time through relationships. And, and we just really encourage you guys. I just, I'm gonna ask a question. How many of you guys have had a hard have a hard time have had a hard time with relationship? You don't feel like you found your people. You don't feel like you found your people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's so many people who don't feel like they found their people. But what I know is is that if you are a son or daughter of God, there there are people. There are other sons and daughters of God who you can move into relationship with. And it doesn't, it can be one person. You can find one person. You don't have to have a, a group of 10. You don't, because we're also all wired differently. We have people who are super extroverted. We have people who are introverted. We have people, you know, there's all different variations in different, in different times in their life. 
But I think before we want to close tonight, I really want to pray for people. Um, and, and I would say that those that struggle with, with relationships um, or you haven't found your, your, your people yet, you know, understand how beautiful you are, how valuable you are, what you carry, and don't be afraid to put yourself out. You know, don't be afraid to expose who you are because you're amazing and you've got a lot of amazing stuff. And this relationship can help you find even greater places in that, you know, where you can really grow in that. But if, if, if you're carrying around the idea that you're just waiting to be rejected by, by someone, well, that's going to happen. So I would tell you, put on that you know, understand what honor is and put yourself out there. You know, understand who you are, how God created you, how beautiful you are, everything that you carry, the gifts and callings on your life, and don't be afraid to show the world that and show people that. That's so good. Be you. Take you into those relationships, the fullness of you. And also, if you are having a hard time, maybe it would be helpful to check some of your expectations. Check some of your expectations. What am I actually looking for? Write it down. And if you look at it and you go, oh, wow, I don't even know if that exists. <laughs> I mean, like, I, that maybe, maybe you're looking, for, maybe your expectations are so high that you're not willing to grow with somebody. Because we, we, let me tell you something, the four of us, oh my gosh, they could, we could sit, and one day we are, we talked about it with Kelly and Joey, the four of us are going to get up here and just dish. So you can see the inside of our relationship that we're, this is not some, I don't know even know what to say, but it's but, not Mayberry. No, it's not Mayberry. And, but we've grown, we have grown together. And so be willing to grow with somebody. That's the best part. Actually, the best part's growing together. We look back on, over all of our years of friendship. We look back over our marriage. We look back over our years of friendship. I've got several friends here tonight who I've been friends with for a really long time. And we've grown together. My friend Betty's here. We've been friends since we were six. Yes, we've been friends since she moved to Nashville. And we've been friends since we were six years old. And the journey has been amazing. So... Just, just take a look at some of that maybe, you know, in your life. But well, I love what Jeff said. Bring the fullness of all that you are. See who you are and know that, that God has, God designed relationship for a purpose. And he wants, he wants relationship for you. Yeah? Should we pray for everybody? It's 6.52. Time to pray. It is time to pray. <laughs> no. We just want to, we want to pray for you and, and just pray for you guys to be able 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 to move, to move into that because we want you to have that because that's why it's such a high value here is we really believe in it. We really believe in the power of relationship. Relationship, because man, until you've until you've gotten to live in relationship, where all of you are in relationship with the Father, and He's so present in your relationships together, there's nothing like it. It is so beautiful to have heaven. My brother-in-law is here, and I, I didn't. I, I actually thought I would talk about this more tonight. I come from a, from a big family, and a big extended family, and when we we have a family reunion every summer, and there's probably about 120 of us, 170, are you serious? Oh, with all the kids, dang. And we're all there and we're all related. There's 170, there could be 170 people here tonight. I'm not BFFs with all 170 of them. They're my family, I've grown up with them. I'm not BFFs with all of them. There are certain members of my fa family that I have bigger, a stronger connection with that I'm closer to for one reason or another. Some of them I've grown up with the same age, others I've just connected, you know? And I've learned so much from my natural family. I've learned so much from my, I wish my sister was here because she's the little version of me that y'all see running around. She's a littler version of me. She looks just like me, everybody thinks we're twins. I have a beautiful relationship with my sister, but we've worked at it. My biological sister and I 
have really worked at our relationship. I'm so thankful for it. So we get to walk together in the kingdom. We all love God so much, and we've worked at our relationships to where he's flowing through those relationships. Wouldn't you say? It's like he's flowing through those relationships now. And there were times when, those, when that was a painful thing because my sister and I had to really work through some stuff because I was such a, fi- a fixer and a rescuer. And she didn't need to be rescued anymore. So we had to figure out how we were gonna move and be now in a new way. But we stuck it out because we really love each other and we believe it's worth it. And we know that we're called by God to kick some massive enemy butt. We do, we know that. We know that together that my sister and I are called to that purpose, that we are gonna storm the gates of hell together. And so we've been willing to work at our relationship, so we'll do that together. And so I say that even in, like in my biological family. I've learned so much even about what I carry into my relationships in the kingdom as well. I'm really, really thankful for that. So dig in. It's worth it. It's really, really worth it. What God has for you in relationship is really powerful. You're going to see the kingdom being released into your own life and into the earth through them. You want to stand? Thanks for listening to us talk. We really do love you guys. We do love you guys. It's such a, it's such a, wow, I mean, I stand in awe all the time of just kind of standing here and, (laughs) oh, grab in the bottom. Uh, <laughs> no, but I do. I stand in awe when I look at these at these faces, and I go, "Wow, God is really doing something here," and I feel such a weight behind that, such a sense of just a a real weightiness. And I just hope you guys know how much we we think about you, we talk about you, we value you, and mostly how much we. And I don't want to throw this this word around loosely, but we really love you guys. Yeah. We really even do. though it's the ones that I don't really even know that well, I know what, why we're called together, what we're called to do together, and that's the familial tie that binds us, and, and that's what I love about each and every one of you guys. We're all in this together. Oh, and I, will, I, I do want to say this. this. What we've been talking about, it happens out there. Sunday, you, you see each other for five seconds on Sunday, Right? And that's great. Sunday is a wonderful touch point. It's a wonderful time where, where we connect with each other and we get to worship as a family all together. But what we've been talking about, the majority of that happens outside these walls. Where you guys really begin to spend time together, to press in together, to do life together, to move together. That's where that's really going to happen. And that, and that matters. That matters because... It's everybody else is out there, right? Right? Your families, your friends, your coworkers, the schools that you're in, all of that. You're carrying all of this out there. And it is that Jesus would receive his full reward, right? Why are we here? We are here because we want Jesus to, to, to get his full reward. We want people to know Jesus. We want them to taste and see. Jesus. We had coffee with, with Muzz the other day. Y'all remember Muzz from last week? Um, and I think Muzz said it really well that the church, the, the, the building, what we've got here, oftentimes the analogy he used is, is kind of like a pool, like a swimming pool. And the church leaders are the lifeguards of the swimming pool. And that's not what we're here to do. We're here to actually flow out of the pool and be rivers that flow into our community, into our relationships, into our homes, into our workplace, into all spheres of our lives. We're the river that flows. And so, I don't know, I just thought that was a really kind of a great analogy of how, of of what this relationship, how it goes. It's a river. Yeah. And we're all here to love each other and equip that you would move in the river and go out and have it move every single place you guys go.
that's what we want to see. So we want to pray for you. Yeah. You want me to start? You want me to start? I'll start. Okay. Lord, thank you for this time tonight to come together and just, um, just share our hearts, Lord, just to, um, to talk about what is so primary to you, Lord, and that is relationship. Lord, your relationship with us and our relationship with one another. Lord, Jesus, when you died and you were resurrected, you gave us new life and you established a new covenant, Lord, where we are no longer separated from you. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, we are one with you. We are in relationship with you and the flow from heaven to earth, from you to us, we extend that flow out into all of our relationships. Yeah. Lord, we extend the love of God to each and every person in our life, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for healing that takes place, Lord, in who we are so that we can live in healthy relationships, Lord, that we can live in a place of honor, Lord, where we see one another as you see us. And most importantly, Lord, that we come into the revelation of how you see us. When I look into the mirror, Lord, and I see me, I see you. Yeah. And sometimes that feels hard, but, Lord, that's what you say. And so, Lord, I bless this congregation tonight, this family here tonight. I bless all of their family tonight, each and every one. I bless their relationships, their friends, mm -hmm. their coworkers, every person that they come in contact, Lord. We just pray for healthy relationship and for the, for the flow of love, the flow of heaven. Yeah to extend itself through you to each and every person in your life. Yeah, yeah. And we bless you. We bless you with the grace to be able to move in relationship. For those of you that have, that have had a tough time, we bless you with the grace and with the courage to be vulnerable, the courage to move and put yourself out there and begin to connect with people. We bless you with connections. And we bless you with an extra measure of just what Jeff was talking about, seeing yourself as God sees you, seeing yourself whole and all the beauty that you carry and all the beauty that you are to move out into the world and to connect. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you to have healthy, strong, beautiful kingdom relationships in every area of your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Our ministry team will be come will come up to the front. If anybody needs prayer, um, they'll be up here.